Good morning. Good morning. Welcome champions. Welcome champions. Good morning. We're super excited to see you. I'm Pastor Sean Strickland here with my super cute husband, Pastor Edwin Strickland, and we are bringing you virtual teaching from the Sanctuary of Fellowship of Champions, and we are super excited to have you. Fellowship of Champions is a church that's teaching people how to walk in love, live by faith, and experience God's prosperity in every area of life. We believe that that is the will of God for your life, and we are so excited that you are here. So we're asking everybody as you check in this morning to hashtag live, live if you're watching live, and tell us where you're watching from. And if you're watching the replay, hashtag replay, and still tell us where you're watching from. We're super excited because during this pandemic, we have increased our reach and we're actually reaching people all over the world. Now. All over the world. All over the world. And it's so super exciting. It's super exciting to see that, you know, how this form of technology allows us to be able to reach people that we would never otherwise reach. Right. And we've seen so many people rededicate their lives back to the yes. Lord. People get filled with the Holy Spirit. People get healed. Marriage is restored. And, you know, we got an awesome testimony this week from a young lady who said she started watching us in July. Mm -hmm. And she had been stuck at a job for 15 years, yep. not making enough money. And she said the word became so alive to her that she asked God to direct her to a new job that she had an interview. She said she wasn't even nervous in the interview because she was so full of the teaching that she had received. Praise God. And here is the best part. They offered her more money than what her highest ask. Yep. So she's got a better job yep. in a better situation with more money than she even set out asking for. And she said, it's because the word came alive. And I think that's one of my favorite things that people say about what Fellowship of Champions does is that the word becomes off. It comes off the page. It stops being a story. It stops being the theoretical and it becomes alive. It becomes alive. And she got it. In, she just got it this week. Year of release. Yeah. Year of release. And we're declaring that this is your year of release. Amen. And that even though you may have sown your seed in tears, this is going to be a year filled with laughter and armloads of blessings. So we want to also ask you to share this broadcast if you haven't shared it. Yep. If you haven't shared it, please share it. And also check in to the Fellowship of Champions page. Yes. Like the page. Like Fellowship of Champions. Follow the page if you want to know when we go live. And so we're just super excited about service today because we're teaching about the um, the power, the breakthrough power of prayer and fasting. Mm -hmm. And remember, as you're sharing to uh, the various platforms, make sure that you are sharing to places you have uh, authorization. Authorization. Uh, because that makes people upset. If you don't do it, they get mad at you. They get mad at us. And we don't want that. We want the gospel to be uh, presented in such a manner that people are open to receive it. So by all means, share it to your platform. You can share it to your story and share it to any groups that you uh, have authorization to do so. Give okay. some hearts in the comment section as well. I forgot one thing. Okay. If you're a first time visitor, let mm. us know mm. because we have virtual greeters that yes. are ready to greet you. So if this is your first time with us, <laughs> on a Sunday morning, first time with us for any service, let us know. Let us know. Okay. Also, so let's just real quick talk about our announcements this week. Uh, you may have seen those, but we want to make sure that you have those in front of you. Uh, we'll just start with uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow is Monday. Uh, we'll start the week off with Strategies for Success. Pastor Shun does that from her professional page and her personal page. And we may be adding some additional platforms to that, but you don't, so you don't want to miss that. That's at 12 noon on Monday. And you'll be with uh, me tomorrow. I'll right? be with you tomorrow again. Uh, so for Strategies for Success, and literally that's what, that's what I 
our ministry is about, giving people the word and those strategies that are necessary to couple together so that they can live out what the word has promised them. Uh, Tuesday night, I love Tuesday night. I look forward to Tuesday nights. Yes. It's Tuesday night prayer at 8 p.m. Uh, here on the Fellowship of Champions page. And then Wednesday night, uh, I look forward to Wednesday night as well. It is Refresh Bible Study. Every Wednesday night at 8 p.m., Pastor Ralph does that from the Fellowship of Champions page as well as his own personal Facebook page. In addition to some other platforms, we're going to be doing that too going forward. So we want to make sure that as many people get access to that as possible. And then on Sunday mornings, we start at 9.30 a.m. with Pastor Chris. Her and Elder Valley, they come and they do praise and worship for us and with us. And if you were just here, you know how awesome that was. So if you haven't liked her page, go and like her page, Kristen Valley Worships, uh, because it broadcasts from there. In addition to the Fellowship of Champions platform and some other additional platforms we'll be working on in the future. And then- and we want to challenge you. Get up and come to worship. Yep. Get up and come to well, worship. Well, wake up at least. You, you, ain't, <laughs> you, ain't gotta, you ain't gotta get out of bed. Just wake up. Wake up and come <laughs> and to worship. And be a part of worship. Don't treat worship as this afterthought. Yeah. It's such a privilege and an honor to be able to worship God, to even know who he is. All over the world, there are people who don't even know him. They don't know his majesty. They don't know his glory. And every week we have something to praise God for. So I want to challenge you, especially our partners. I want to challenge you to get up, come to worship, be an active part of worship, prepare yeah. your heart so then when the word comes forth, you're, you won't go. You already ready. Yeah, I tell people all the time, worship is like is, is like tilling the ground. No farmer in his right mind would go out and just start throwing seed on the ground. You want to till that ground and make sure that, that ground is ready to receive the seed. And so the Bible says that, that the word of God is the seed. Yes. And so praise and worship is that tiller. And so you want to make sure you come and be a part of praise and worship so that you get your heart, your mind, your body, everything ready to receive the seed of the word of God. Amen. Yes. And then lastly, I think the last thing we were going to talk about in our announcements is that we also have a uh, victory zone mm -hmm. and we don't want to forget about that so we have victory zone it is on demand you can access that by simply going to www.focchurch.com that's fellowship of champions focchurch.com and you can get access to all the victory zone on demand lessons for your young kids and then for our teen ministry we have ignite and it takes place on thursday night via zoom if you have a teen and you are interested in that uh simply again go to the website www.focchurch.com you will find a place that says VZ and Ignite. Click on that. Uh, let us know uh, how how we can help you get your team connected uh, and be a part of that because that goes along with uh, making sure that the whole family is, is getting the word, right? Because mm -hmm. we don't want to wait till kids or adults and try to give them the word. Right. We want to get acclimated to the word while they're younger. Amen. You know, and I just want to shout out all of our ministry teams that are working so diligently yes. in this time of having to do things virtually, how to do things by text message and phone call, how really dedicated they are to seeing the people of God from our babies on up continue to grow in the things of God. Absolutely. So parents, I want to emphasize, really make sure that you get your kids there, get them programmed in. Listen, it's I know that kids have activities we have five kids. Yeah. And so I know the kids have activities, but here's the thing. You need to help your kids understand that it's going to take more in life to be successful than being a good person, mm -hmm. because you're going to have some challenges and some situations. All of us know where being a good person isn't enough. Right. You need some supernatural assistance and you want to teach your kids so they know how to trust God and go to you and go to God and not, you know, many of us grew up in situations where we knew God 
through our parents. We mm -hmm. knew God through our grandmother, right? So then you get off to college and somewhere else and you need to call big mama to get a prayer through. We want to, we owe our kids to teach them how to encounter, how to hear from God and how to walk with God at their level from an early age. So I just want to encourage everybody to do that. Amen. And so, and then I noticed that we had at least one first time visitor. I believe her name is Quita, I think it's Quita. So welcome, Quita. Welcome, Quita. Anybody else who's a first-time visitor, please let us know. Don't worry, welcome, we're not going to pull you on video and make you tell all your former church business, right? Now, here's what I want to shout people out for. We have been having 6.30 prayer on the 21-day fast. Yep. 6.30 in the morning. And guys, I want to shout out everybody who's getting up and coming to prayer. You are a champion. Something supernatural happens when we pray. Mm -hmm. And I love that you guys are getting up in the morning and you're sitting heart, sending hearts and you're making comments and different stuff like that. But you know who I want to give a special shout out to this I morning? I do. And I want to make sure we really, really shout out. It's two groups. It's, that, it's two well, okay. groups. Of the people who watch from Vegas. The people. Let's just say it like this because it's not just Vegas. The people who watch from from Mountain Time and from uh, Pacific Time. Yes. Because they, they're getting up at 5.30 and 4.30. Yes. And they're there and they're commenting. So we just thank you. We bless all of y'all the real MVP. No, y'all the real MVPs, right? That you're up at 4.30 in the morning to come to prayer. You're Some of you are uh, uh, in other places. You're getting up in the middle of the night to come to prayer. And I ju we just bless you and we pray that you will just experience um, just breakthrough like you've never seen. And they're watching live, not just replay. No, they're, they're watching live. live. Yeah. I, we, yeah. I've seen them this week. 4.30 and, I'm just and like, 5.30 in the I'm morning. I'm like, it's yeah. 4.30 in Vegas yeah. and they're here excited excited praying and so listen we're just so blessed to have you right and so just as a reminder what we're fa fasting from the fast is really simple it's no sweets no junk food no sodas no caffeine um coffee and tea and no coffee and tea period so even if it's decaf but i want to say this because pastor edwin said that it's very important that we make sure that people know this right which is that when we say we're fasting, guys, that includes wine and beer and 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 um and weed. And and those are things that it's important to tell people that when we're fasting, we're not just fasting from the things on the list, because the things that we're talking about, you know, alcohol, it I mean, the studio's laughing, but it's like, you know, we can't assume that people know this because for some people, it's their first fast. And maybe for some people, they've never participated in a fast at Fellowship of Champions or anywhere else. But if we're going to break our dependency to food, we should also be breaking our dependency to other things to hear clearly from God. No, you're not going to. Amen. I mean, I you say it goes without saying, but it doesn't go without saying. So I'm saying it. Right. No, I'm saying it. No. So no wine, no beer, no whatever the other, you know, no, no, no cognac, no, no, no um gin, no vodka, no liquor, no marijuana, heroin, no drugs. Well, while Why? we added no meth, no, <laughs> no crack. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, if you got to name everything, come on, people. No, you know, no prescription drugs that you're taking just to get high. Why? Because this is the time to press into God. Leave and that to, crack alone. <laughs> and to get free 
from those things and to get free from those things. And you know, some of you, you may be laughing. You think, hey, this goes without saying, but the truth of it is just, we don't want you to do drugs at all. And in fact, we pray that if you're on drugs, that you're being supernaturally delivered from them on this fast because you don't need drugs in order to live your best life. I mean, Amen. like, let's go back to second grade. Mm -hmm. Just, just say no. And so that's what we're fasting mm -hmm. for. And you can access the fasting information um, by going to www.foc.com backslash hashtag fasting and so it's up there you can get all of the information and so um we're super excited keep going on the fast we got two weeks left and we're already hearing testimonies be a part of what's going on engage if you mess up you mess around and put a piece of candy or something in your mouth don't ball out for the rest of the day just say my bad and then get back on track that's right and listen those of you who are joining us every morning at 6 30 it is every morning it's not just monday through friday it is saturday morning and sunday morning as well every single morning until our 21 days is up we'll be praying every morning at 6 30. listen if you've been watching the broadcast uh the last several weeks the last several months maybe you've been with us for a long time we have a way that you can partner with us. It is called virtual partnership. You can be a virtual partner of FOC, even if you live in another state, if you live in another country, you can partner with us. What is partnership? Some people call it a church membership. For us, we call it partnership because partnership denotes that we're doing something and that you're doing something, that we're praying for you, you're praying for us, we're laboring together, we're co-laboring together uh, to win souls for Christ, to do all the things God has called us to do in the ministry. How can you be a partner with FOC? First of all, you have to tell us. We don't assume that we go together. We don't Just we because you show up week after week after week, we don't assume that we are in a covenant relationship unless you say to us, we want to be in a covenant relationship. And if that's you and you say, you know what? I already thought I was a member of FOC. Well, if you haven't told us, then you're not officially, but you can be. So all you have to do is go to our website at focchurch.com. There's a place there. You just scroll down. It'll see partnership. You fill out a form. It's going to send an email to our ministry. And somebody on our ministry team is going to send a welcome email back to you and let you know that we are officially, we officially go together. We officially go together. <laughs> and we do have a Facebook group for our virtual partners where we're trying to give, especially during the, the first week of the fast, we tried to provide some extra support. And right? so once you receive that information uh, with that email, the second thing that you'll get will be information about how to join the FOC virtual partnership face group page. Now, why do you want to do that? Because we share various resources in there. There's information and it's a way to get to know other people. You know, I think it's awesome that we have people who are literally on the East Coast and people who are on the West Coast and they know each other through the connection of FOC. Yes, yes. Uh, so I think that's wonderful. Pastor and I was talking the other week and we said when this whole pandemic is over, we're going to have a super Sunday. And on that super Sunday, hopefully maybe by Labor Day, things will be better. And, and we're going to have a super Sunday. We're going to invite all of our virtual partners to Northwest Arkansas for a, a, a big weekend, not just a, a Sunday weekend, service, a, a weekend. big weekend, like a Friday night get together dinner, a Saturday picnic at the park, some Saturday night teaching and a Sunday morning teaching. And just so everybody can be together. Won't, won't that be good? I think it'll be amazing. It'll be so nice. So yeah. start getting your expectation. Number one, that COVID is coming under control, yes. that there is going to be not just natural breakthrough, but supernatural breakthrough dealing with COVID. And then that you will come and join us. We're super excited about mm -hmm. it so now we're going to get into the teaching yes. because it's important if you're gonna if you're gonna have um breakthrough for prayer and fasting we want to teach you some things about prayer and 
fasting, yes. right? How many of you are enjoying the fast? How many of you are recognizing, you know, that there may be some, maybe you were too dependent on coffee, but you were too dependent on sodas. Some of you are having, I heard Ari say this morning, um, I'm doing clarity that she was having some clarity of thought because we don't always re realize how bogged down we are yeah. just by life and then adding things like caffeine and sugar and what that does to us, right? And so that's super important. So we, let's, let's recap. So last week, um, before we had some technical difficulties <laughs> on my end, oh, we, 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 we started. We'll, 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 uh, let me say this and then you can pray. Okay. Uh, we're going to recap uh, just some of the, the, the things we started talking about, about what prayer and fasting does. And then we really want to kind of just go through those fairly quickly because you can go back and listen to that broadcast. And then we want to get into the benefits uh, of prayer and fasting, the breakthrough power that comes with prayer and fasting, because there are eight benefits we want to talk about. And most of them come from Isaiah 50. Mm -hmm. And so we want to just kind of walk through those because we think it's important that you understand that when you go through this fast, you're not just going through the fast to be in compliance with us. There are tangible benefits that come from the word of God when you submit your life to God and do things his way. Mm -hmm. And the Bible doesn't say if you fast, it tells us when we fast. And so this is going to be important that you understand why you're doing it and then also the expectation you can have from it. So you can pray and then we can begin. Amen. Most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we give you praise with much thanksgiving. You're so gracious. Thank you're you, so Father. kind. You're so wonderful. We thank you for all of your goodness towards yes. us. We thank you that this is the year of release. Yes. Release from every prison, release from every habit, release from every addiction, release, release from name. every lie, release from every yes. bit of deception. Yes. We thank you that we are released into life and life more abundantly. We thank you for the supernatural breakthroughs that you have prepared for us in this year. The provision, the protection, the favor, the wisdom, the yes. clarity Lord, the supernatural health and strength. We thank you for it. And we thank you that it's possible for each one of us because of Jesus. We give you praise, Jesus. You are the lamb of Judah. You are the lion. You are just amazing and wonderful. And we are redeemed because of you. And so we say thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for the shedding of the blood because without it, there is no remission of sin. We praise you and we honor you. And then we say thank you to the Holy Spirit, the gift that the Father and Jesus have given to us so that we are not in this world without hope. Amen. Holy Spirit, illuminate our eyes, clear out our ears, help our hearts not to be stony so we can receive. Help us to become a people that hear and do quickly. Help us to be a people that are not grieved by your instructions, whether it's fasting or giving or being quiet or speaking up or moving or standing still, that it is a pleasure to be in the kingdom of God. It is a pleasure to be born again. It is a pleasure to be redeemed. It is a pleasure to have the advantage of knowing that our God speaks to us every moment of every day. Now, we thank you that as his word goes forth, it'll be confirmed by signs, wonders, and miracles. We thank you that there will be breakthrough even on this live today. We want you, Jesus. We want to hear from you. We don't just want a good message. And we are in full expectation of transformation in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So last week, we started off just kind of telling you about some of the, I won't even call them benefits, just the 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 things that come along yes. with this, with, with, with prayer and with fasting and why they're important. And so let's 
just talk about these real quick because there's five of them, but then we want to get into the tangible benefits. Yes. So number one, the first thing we said last week was that every provision that God has for his people will be contended against. Yes. In other words, uh, there, whatever God makes it, whenever God makes a promise, whatever that promise is, we have to know that we have an adversary who wants to stop us from uh, receiving that promise. He wants to use whatever weapon he has available uh, at his disposal to get us to forfeit that promise. Yes. In fact, the Bible says in Deuteronomy 2 and 24, it says, rise ye up, take your journey and pass over the river Arnon. Behold, I have given unto thine hand uh, Sihon, the Amorite, the king of Heshbon and his land. Then it says, begin to possess it. He says, so there's a process of things you have to do to begin to possess the promises of God. He says, and then what? Contend with him in battle. So in the natural, they had to contend with this, with the, with the Amorites for what was theirs. In our life, we're going to have to contend spiritually with the things that God has promised us. Because the Bible tells us that we don't fight against flesh and blood. Right. That we have a spiritual fight. And so as a result, we have to know going into this that every provision, every provision that God has for his people will be contended against. Yes. And then number two, we said believers need the right weapons to live victoriously. Mm -hmm. We need the right weapons. It's not just the weapons. It's knowing which weapon to use when. Right. Prophecies are weapons of warfare to bring the will of God into the earth realm. Timothy 1 and 8, it says 118. Mm -hmm. You're right. 118. This charge I commit unto thee, Timothy, my son, here are my instructions for you according to the prophecies which went before you that they may help you fight and war a good warfare. A good warfare. And I love this because it says the perfect, the person, the purpose of a prophetic word, the reason that God would say to us a year of great harvest going into a pandemic, the reason that he would say the year of release when in a continuing pandemic is that he wants to give us a word that we can use to wage warfare mm -hmm. we can use it to wage warfare and then second corinthians 10 3 through 6 it tells us for though we walk in the flesh we do not war after the flesh mm -hmm. for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through yep. god for the pulling down of strongholds so literally we can see for example COVID is operating as a stronghold mm -hmm. in the earth realm it says but you can take the promises of healing you can take the release of healing you can take psalms 91 and you can use those prophetic words to contend against COVID coming into you and your household and being able to live freely, even though it's all around you for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And I think that this is important for us to understand. Yes, COVID is real, but it's not higher than the power of God. Mm -hmm. And so we hear all of this information about COVID and what it wants to do is that COVID wants to, it wants to exalt itself as being higher than the power of God mm -hmm. to preserve and protect his people and to heal his people. But it says, no, we use the word mm -hmm. that he is our healer to pull down on the yes, terror yes. because many of you are operating you're not just operating in safety you're operating in terror towards COVID mm. he says no you cast down the imagination you cast down the high thing that exalts itself against the captivity and you bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ and that's and, the key bringing it into yeah. you got to bring every thought 
into the obedience of Christ because you will not be able to stop thoughts from coming, but you can stop them from germinating yes. and becoming reality in your life. Yes. He says, so you got to cast it down, every imagination, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. The problem for many people is they don't know what that knowledge is. Yes. That's why what you were teaching last night and, and the things you've talked before about, about healing is so important, especially in terms of COVID, right? Because COVID is terrorizing the world, it is not the nation. Not the the, the world. world. It is terrorizing the world. But hear me, it should not be terrorizing you. Right. As a born again believer, you should not, you should be empathetic yep. to what's happening. Yep. You should be you using the protocols that they are asking you to use. But wearing a mask. Wearing a mask. A mask doesn't protect, a mask isn't to protect her. God's to protect her, but we wear a mask because we obey what, what, what we're supposed to do in the natural. We don't just go, oh, well, I'm protected by God, so I don't wear a mask. I think that's so important. Because the Bible says to give unto Caesar what's, what, what's due unto Caesar. Right. And the CDC has recommended that we wear a mask. Because we, we believe in God and science. God and science. <laughs> God and science. So what we do is we wear the mask out of honor for those who are in leadership over us who are asking us to do it. But we know that the mask is not the ultimate protector. The mask may be a barrier, but baby, the protector is Jehovah Rapha, the great physician. Mm -hmm. And then we take that word. And just like we don't leave home without our mask, we don't leave home without decreeing and declaring that no place shall come nigh our dwelling, Amen. which literally becomes Amen. our expectation is that even if COVID, I love Chandra actually told a testimony. She said, I've been around all of these people with COVID. She said, but it didn't touch me. Yep. That can be your expectation. And let me tell you something. See, prayer and fasting, when you begin to get to know your God, it'll make you bold. Mm -hmm. It'll make you bold. And when other people are terrorized and when other people are running into a corner, you will find yourself standing in expectation that the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, literally it got Jesus. The Holy Ghost got Jesus up out the grave. The Holy Ghost can preserve yeah. you from COVID which, which gets and us, any other sickness and disease. Which gets us to point number three, which is that prayer and fasting increases our ability to operate in the power of yes, God. Yes, in the power, in the of, power God. of God. It doesn't it doesn't give you more power. What it does is increases your ability to operate in the power that's already been made available. Yes. And I think that's important because people were saying, well, you know, how am I going to know when I, when, I, when I become more powerful? You're not becoming more powerful. You're using the power that you have. How do we know that? Because the power dimension that you operate with last year should is, is not going to be sufficient for this year. It's why the Bible tells us we go from what? Faith to faith and, and from glory, glory to glory. glory. Why? Because every time we get closer to God, it opens up another realm of what's been made available for us. And I'll add this too, that when we begin to understand the authority that God has given us, we will stop sitting here in earth asking God to come down and do stuff that we already have dominion over. Exactly. And we will begin to use the keys of authority and power that he's given us. And instead of begging God for stuff, we'll begin to look in his word and say, we decree and declare, hey, we agree with the word of God. We are declaring Psalms 91 because that's what God said. We just agree with him over it. Because right? his word tells us that he's already given us all things that pertain all things all things not most things not some things he says i've given you all things that pertain to what life, life and godliness so healing is that 
Financial security is that. Uh, secure in your relationships, in your vocation, in your right mind. Everything that we need, he's already made available. The key is we've got to learn how to operate in it. And prayer and fasting increases our ability to do that. There's two scriptures that go along with this. It's Matthew 17 and 21. And it says this, how be it? This kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting It's when Jesus was talking to his disciples and they was trying to figure out why they couldn't do something. And he said, look, there are some things that you're not going to be able to tackle in the spiritual realm unless you become proficient at prayer and fasting. Why? Because there's some things that don't move unless you apply these things to it. We see that also in Mark chapter nine and twenty nine when it says this kind can come forth, but by or not by anything except but by prayer and fasting. So two different places in the gospel, Jesus is emphasizing to his disciples, listen, you've got to learn the power of prayer and fasting. Right. And I think it's important that when you begin to understand this, you won't always wait on your church to call a fast because you will begin to understand that when you have enemies, enemies of poverty, enemies of sickness, enemies of anxiety that continue to rise up against you and you've done the other things and they won't move. That means you need the power twins of prayer and yep. fasting. You need to activate the supernatural power of prayer and fasting. And then number four is that the absence of knowledge is the reason for destruction and the absence of revelation is the reason for frustration. Yep, both so of those. basically <laughs> the, re the, the reason that we see so many believers who are being tormented as though they do not have a God is because they have a lack of knowledge. But check out what the Bible says in Hosea, Hosea 4 and 6. It says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because thou has rejected knowledge. I will also reject you mm -hmm. so literally if you read proverbs proverbs tells you all the time that wisdom is made available to you wisdom is crying out to the streets come and then it says that when you don't respond to wisdom that wisdom actually laughs at you mm. because wisdom says you did not have to be in this situation and so we take something like this so when we're we're my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge because thou has rejected knowledge so let me give you a practical example let's say you struggle with anxiety right mm -hmm. you struggle with anxiety Anxiety. Well, there are scriptures in this word that are alive that talk to you about how to manage anxiety. Yep. It tells you to cast your care on the Lord. So if you're walking around in anxiety, the number one thing you have to realize is that it means you have not followed the biblical mandate to cast your care on the Lord. And that is why anxiety has access to you. Right. It also tells you what you should keep your mind on. Keep your mind on whatever's pure. Keep your mind on whatever is good, whatever has good report. Mm -hmm. Right. It's giving you some biblical instructions, yep. right? It's giving you, see the word is not just this random stories. It is filled with instruction. Somebody say the word is filled with instruction. The word is filled. Mm -hmm. You want to say something? Just, and, and part of that is, th that's the spiritual side of it. All of that's important, but there's a natural side to it too. There's a natural side. If you're if you are if you are being uh, filled with anxiety, if you are battling with depression, you don't then go and partake of things that are depressants. You don't you don't drink, you don't smoke in order to, to to medicate yourself from those things, because those things just have a greater impact on making you feel the way you feel. So let's really talk about it, because when we tell people not to drink, especially people, specifically people who struggle with anxiety and depression and their and, weight and their weight. We're not telling you that from a religious perspective, like you're going to go to hell in the literal sense. 
because you drink. We're telling you that so that you don't perpetuate the fact that you are depressed. So you don't perpetuate the fact that you're overweight. So you don't perpetuate the fact that you're feeling grief and anxiety all day long. We're telling you that there are some natural things you need to do along with the spiritual things. Tell your neighbor, say there's always going to be a natural part. So literally we're saying the Bible tells us. So here's another thing. The Bible tells us to think on these things which are pure. Mm -hmm. So if you're in a timeline and all you're doing is watching CNN and all you're doing is watching your friends complain about their situations and how stressed and how anxious they are and I was saying to somebody yesterday you do realize that words contain energy just like you can watch a happy moment and get happy for somebody read something and get sad for somebody listen if you are prone to anxiety you don't need to be sitting up trying to listen to every sad story drinking a bottle of wine every night listening to Charday, watching sad movies playing mama from boys to men because you ain't been able to go home and see your mama because you're only perpetuating it and then here's what happens the bible says that it's the absence of knowledge and what happens is that when people hear that it's you it's not that people don't know the practical instruction it's that they then reject it mm -hmm. they say i'm just here how do you reject it you say i'm just keeping it real i'm just talking about how i you feel because i'm just keeping you, you it real rejected and you say well when i drink alcohol i don't get depressed when everybody else in the world has a physiological response to alcohol that says it's a depressant but you say you don't get depressed they must be aliens they must be they must you be rejecting aliens knowledge you're rejecting, you're rejecting knowledge. knowledge you're rejecting knowledge right and then so we don't want to reject knowledge we don't want to be rejectors of knowledge why because when we reject knowledge we end up destroyed and the destruction causes us to be frustrated because we lack revelation and we don't understand that when God is giving us instruction absolutely. he is not trying to keep good from us absolutely every instruction God gives whether we understand it or not is designed to bring good into our lives God's and i want to tell you something for our benefit. if you are a person who needs a drink every day you need deliverance yep. and you need to take it on this fast yep. it, and, and i'm gonna say that not just alcohol coffee if you need coffee every day if you need a soda every day you need to be delivered i remember you when need I, some weed every day if you need some weed every day if you need some cookies every day because yep. i remember <laughs> when the lord told me years ago he was we were talking about be, i was talking about how i wanted to be so great in spiritual warfare and the lord literally said to me all the enemy got to do to get you distracted is bring you a piece of cake yeah. See, some of you think it's big old monsters mm -hmm. that showing up mm -hmm. and stuff, but no, you get distracted because a bottle, a bottle of wine go by. Oh my God, I gotta have a bottle of wine. Oh my God, I gotta have a piece of cake. Oh my God, I can't think unless I have coffee. And God wants to break us free from those things. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. And then our fifth one, the last one we ended on last week, we started talking about the fact that prayer and fasting causes revelation. That's what you was just talking yes. about. It causes revelation or light and illumination to break forth in our lives. So if you are a person who has been rejecting knowledge, if you are a person who's been fighting against God, if you're a person who's been saying, well, it doesn't impact me this way or that's just how I am. I, I'm keeping it real. I are, our prayer for you is that on this fast, you will allow the revelation of God's word to come into your life so that it can break you forth into the life that God wants for you. Say so, I'm breaking free. I'm breaking free. Put that in the comments. Say I am breaking free. I am breaking free. free. 
free. Isaiah 58 and 8, it says, then your light, light is revelation, light is truth, light is Jesus. Then your light will break forth as the morning and your health will spring forth suddenly. There are people who literally are going to find out when you stop drinking so many sodas, drop, stop drinking so much alcohol, stop drinking so much coffee, you are going to find that your brain works better, yeah. that your body works better. Some of you, your you, digestive you, you, You're going to be able to think clearer. Yes. You're going to be able to make better decisions. You're going to be able to remember things you haven't been able to remember. You're going to stop having those what we call brain farts where you, you walk into the kitchen, you can't remember what you went in there for because you're going to have a much clearer understanding and things happening in your brain physiologically and spiritually. Yes. Because whatever God does for us is forever and it's always designed to act it to impact us as a whole being. Yes. As a whole being. Spirit, soul, and body. And it right? says, And thy righteousness shall go before thee, thou, and the yeah. glory of the Lord shall be thy reward. The glory of the Lord is going to be your reward. There is no better reward than that. Yes. The glory of the Lord. What is the glory of the Lord? Everything he's purposed in your life. Everything he has for you. And I'm not just talking about material things. I mean, I mean, you being connected with him, you having a conversation with him, you've been able to, to commune with him. All of the glory of the Lord is going to be your reward when this thing happens. Right Listen, here. God wants you to live. Not just exist, That's but right. he wants you to live. Say, God wants me to live. God and wants me to God live. God wants me to live. And many of you, you're just existing. Yes. You're just existing. And he's saying, listen, have an expectation that on this fast and for the rest of this year, you are going to be delivered from just existing. Yes. And you are going to step into the abundant life. You are not going to no longer need wine in order to sleep good at night. Amen. You're no longer going to need caffeine in order to get your day started. You're no longer going to need sugar in order not to be going off on people because God is going to be the life that is breaking forth on the inside of you. God wants you to live. Somebody ought to take that. You ought to take that and realize that even though coffee is calling you and wine is calling you and beer is calling you, it's really just calling you into destruction. And I think that this is an important thing. Several years ago, I don't know how many days ago it's been, but I'm sure she can tell us. Several years ago, Chris gave up soul. Mm -hmm. And she was just going to do it temporarily. I think maybe she was going to do it for a year, but now it's been several years. And every once in a while, when we used to be able to go out to dinner, Chris would say, I think I'm going to drink a Dr. Pepper today. And everybody at the table is like, no, don't do it. Because what everybody at the table who's still drinking Dr. Peppers understands is that when you get free from something, you shouldn't go back to it. Yeah. Now, if you were a person who's always been able to just have one soda once every other day, two or three times a week, that's one thing. But if one soda turns into four, if one cup of coffee turns into four, you need to break free from that. So literally, we will all be at the restaurant, every one of us with a soda. And Chris will say, I'm going to drink a soda today. We like, don't do it. Why? Because we understand that if she gives her body back that craving, then her body is going to be like, oh, my God, I haven't had this in a while. Mm -hmm. And she going to be like Pookie in the middle of the night calling, looking for a Dr. Pepper. So there are some things that when you get free from this time, some of y'all getting free from some booze. You need to when you get free this time, because surely you ain't having no booty calls on the fast. But if you get free this time, you ought not go back. You ought not. You ought not go back. Don't be a dog that returns to your vomit. And some of it is wisdom to know what you can manage and what you can't manage. Mm -hmm. What you can't manage. Yep. All right.
benefits of fasting. Yep. I'm taking number one. Prayer and fasting gives us access to break into new levels. Now, one of the things we're talking about breaking right now is these food and, and these drink addictions. So right? a, a new level of how we eat and drink and live. Yes. A new level of how we eat, drink and live. The empowerment of the spirit comes in levels. We engage in prayer and fasting to allow the spirit of God to have more and more access to work through us. Mm. It's important that you understand this. Fasting does not move God. It does not. God is already in the right place. Yep. Fasting does not move God. Nope. What fasting does is that it moves us. Yes. It clears the clutter. Yep. It sets us free. It gives us clarity. When we begin to put the God of our stomach in proper perspective and deny ourselves, we get the clarity to hear in specific detail what we were only hearing in vague impressions. Yep. Many of you, you have dreams over your life, things that God has said about you, but you only hear it in vague impression. Fasting positions you to be able to hear clearly prayer and fasting. I want to use this, this scripture from Ezekiel, the um, 47th chapter. We're going to use the voice voice translation and it's, it's several verses, but I want you to stick with me. We picked a translation that's easy for you to understand because this scripture really shows us how the power of God, the spirit of God moves and increases in our lives mm -hmm. in levels, in right? Levels. In levels. Tell your neighbor it's levels to this mm -hmm. thing. It's levels to this thing. And so so when we see something's not moving in our lives, we engage with the weapons of prayer and fasting so we can level up. Yes. So we can level up. So let's look at these. It's time to level up. It's time to level. Everybody say that. It's time to level up. See, there are some things that have been having dominion over you, not because God didn't give you the power, but because you haven't leveled up. It's time to go into another level, mm -hmm. another level. Amen. Amen. So Isaiah 47, 1 through 12 in the voice translation. It says the man whose appearance was like bronze mm -hmm. led me back to the temple's entryway. There I observed a stream of water bubbling up beneath the temple threshold, flowing eastward in the same direction the temple faced. Mm. The water was running parallel to the temple's wall south of the altar. This flowing, running, living water cleanses, heals, and restores everything in its path. Now, in case you haven't figured it out, this passage of scripture right here, it is symbolic of the Holy Spirit. Because anytime you see water references, especially in the Old Testament, is typically referring to the spirit of God, which we know as Holy Spirit. Yes. Yeah, so it says this flowing, running, living water cleanses, heals and restores everything in its path. I want everybody to stop right now and say, Holy Spirit, cleanse, heal and restore everything in my life. Amen. 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 It says, my God led me through the north gate and took me outside the wall to the east gate. I looked and I could see the water trickling mm -hmm. out from the south end of the gate. Trickle, so notice trickle. it's just a trickle. Yeah. It's just a it's trickle. Just trickle Some of us, all you got is you just yeah. got a trickle, yeah. right? Yeah. And so he says, the man walked toward the east with a measuring line in his hand. Picture that if you don't know what it is, picture it like a... um. A, a tape measure, mm -hmm. right? It was a measure, a measuring line in his hand and measured it out 1,750 feet or about one third of a mile. Then we walked together through ankle deep water. So look what happened. It was a trickle. First, it was a trickle. Now it's ankle deep. And now he keeps walking with the man. Come on. And what happens? It becomes ankle deep. He measured off another 1,750 feet. 
we walk together now and the water was knee deep and, and and this water is this cleansing water this healing water yeah this restoring this water and it's getting deeper and deeper it was a trickle at first then it got ankle deep and then it got even deeper it got knee deep right he measured and we walked another 1750 feet and we waded together through the water that was now waist deep it was a trickle then it was ankle then it was knee and now it's waist. Then he measured off another 1,750 feet. But this time this I time. could not wade any further because the water was too deep. Now the stream of water had become a river deep enough for swimming. Come on. And then he says, son of man, have you seen anything like this? Then the God brought me back to the river's edge. When we got there, I looked and I saw orchards along both sides of the river. Wait a minute. How do we get a river? Because first, at first it was just a, it was, it it was, was just, just a trickle. trickle. It was just a trickle. It was just a trickle. When, it, he, when he started wait, when he started measuring after 1,750 feet, each time it got deeper and deeper. But it, but it was just a trickle when they started. But yeah. when he brought him back to the bank, now it was a it's, it's not, whole not river. a tree. It's a river with orchards. <laughs> with orchards along both sides of the river. The river flows eastwards and runs down into the Jordan Valley to the place where it flows into the Dead Sea. The moment it meets the sea, mm -hmm. the salty water becomes fresh. Mm -hmm. I decree and declare that everything that is salty in your life will be washed over by the water of the Do Holy not Spirit. Miss this. Do not miss this. Everything that was salty. It, as soon as that that restoring water, that healing water, that, that cleansing that clean, water, as soon as it hit the salt, it took the salt out the water. Now, typically in any situation, come on, if you take fresh water come and on. salt water and mix them together, all you're gonna ever come up with it's is salt, salt water. water. But, but in this case, yes, girl, come yes. on, come on. Yeah, listen, y'all gotta read the Bible. That's why My you need to God. read it out loud. You need to read it in translations that make sense. But the moment. The sea, it meets the sea. See, you gotta, you're about to encounter the Holy Ghost in a new way, at a new level. You are about to go up into a place that you've never been before. And what used to be salty in your life because there was just a trickle. And what used to be salty because it was just ankle deep. And what used to be salty because it was just knee deep is about to be transformed into healing, into cleansing. Understand, when it's salty, you can't drink it. My God. But the, the, see, literally, there have been some things in your life you haven't been able to partake of. You can't drink it. You can't enjoy it. You can't receive from it. But let me tell you something. A move of the spirit is coming and it is here right now for those who are willing to step into the deep. I dare somebody to say, Holy Ghost, take me into the deep. Take me into the deep. And, and look at this. A Preach, river, babe. a river runs into an ocean. Typically, an, a, a sea or ocean is a much larger body of water than the river. But because of what this river represents, the Holy Spirit, even though it was smaller than the sea, it changed the sea. Some of you think your problems are bigger than, than who you are. Some of you think your problems are larger than, than, than you've ever seen before. Some of you think your problems are so big that they are so unique. I am telling you, no matter how big your problem is, when Holy Spirit runs into your problem, it changes your problem. Yes, 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 When the yes. river ran into the sea, it changed the sea, when not the, the other way around. When the river ran into the sea, the salty water becomes mm. fresh. Somebody say, make me fresh. Mm -hmm. And swarms of creatures will flourish 
wherever this river flows. Mm. So you need to understand it doesn't matter where you live, where you are located in the world right now. It doesn't matter what the economy is. It doesn't matter about any of those things. All that matters is, is the spirit flowing with mm. you there. Mm. Because if the, the spirit is flowing with you there, it can not only make the water fresh, but it will begin to give life to what was dead. Oh, Glory God. to God. It says, go, you want no, no, no. Mm. school of fish will swim through the currents of fresh water mm -hmm. for where Wherever this water flows, everything, everything will come alive. Everything. Every dead thing in your life, you need to invite the Holy Spirit into it. See, there are things that's dead mm. in your life because you've mm. been trying to manage it. You've compartmentalized your Christianity. So you got a church relationship, but you got a different kind of work relationship. You got a different kind of um situation in who your friends are and what's going on with your health. But it says that everywhere this water flows, Everything. Mm -hmm. Somebody shout everything. 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 Everything will come alive mm -hmm. from Inglodi to Inglam. Fishermen will stand on the shore and cast out their nets. They will come there because the waters contain many fish of various kinds, just as the Mediterranean Sea does. However, the swamps and marshes won't become fresh they will continue to provide salt verse 12 this is the verse right mm -hmm. here all kinds of trees will flourish along both sides of the rivers mm -hmm. their leaves won't wither and their fruit won't, won't fail. fail every month they will bear a fresh crop when? of fruit every month that sounds perpetual every month every month every month they will bear a fresh crop of fruit because they are nourished from the water that flows from the temple sanctuary. Their fruit will be for food and their leaves will be for healing. Listen, this is what God is saying to you. If you will get planted in the things of God, if you will plant by the river of God, you will begin to flourish and you will be a tree that does not wither. Your fruit doesn't fail. And every month, do you understand that that right there is supernatural mm -hmm. living? Trees don't produce every month. Yep. But it says the Holy Ghost will make you profitable, will make you a producer in every month. And I they're going to produce a fresh crop. So a not, fresh this, ain't, crop. this ain't leftover. You can pick the tree bare and the next month is a whole new crop there. Somebody needs to say that. You need to understand that. You need to grab that. God, make me profitable in every month. Mm -hmm. Make me a producer in every month. Not out of my own strength. Mm -hmm. See, somebody right now, you're wondering how your business is going to be. Let me have harvest numbers. every month. Yes. You're wondering how your are I love because it says this. It says all kinds of trees. All kinds. All kinds of trees. So whatever your destiny is, whatever God's called you to, if you'll get planted by that same bank, you will flourish even if somebody right beside you has a totally different destiny. And you know what will happen is that you'll give up trying to network your way into a place. Mm. You'll give up thinking that you'll your resume. You'll just get planted. No, you'll just get you'll planted. Just get planted. You'll just get planted. In his word. You'll just get planted. Yeah. Some of you are so busy out here trying to hustle and make something work, and the more you hustle, the less it works. But if you would get planted, you would see that God would cause you to bear a fresh crop of fruit. Why? 
not because you're so smart, mm -hmm. not because you went to the right schools, not because you know to the right people, but because you are nourished yes. from the water that flows mm -hmm. from the temple sanctuary mm -hmm. and your fruit will be for food. That and also the, speaks to the wisdom that will come out of your mouth. Mm. It will feed other people. Yeah. You just won't be talking stupid, saying yeah. anything. Yeah. When you open your mouth, what comes out of your mouth will feed other Absolutely. people and your leaves will be for healing. Absolutely. Understand what God is saying happens to us right here is that it's going to move us from a people who need healing mm -hmm. to a people who are distributing healing. Mm -hmm. Move you from a person who's always anxious to the person who begins to disperse to disperse um, peace in the middle of anxiety. Move you from a person who's always needing somebody to give you a financial breakthrough to being a person who is a blessing to other people. Your food will be your fruit will be for food and your leaves will be for healing. Mm -hmm. Somebody say, do it for me, Jesus. Listen, that's why you got to read your Bible. That's why you got to read, that's why your you Bible. read your Bible. But this 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 thing literally says it started off as a trinkle. And then, and then That's it went so to, to your ankles, it got to your knees, it got to his waist, and he said it got so deep, he couldn't even he wait. Couldn't walk. He, he couldn't, couldn't wait. He had to swim. He had to swim. He had to swim. He said, and somebody had to bring him back to the bank, and when he got back to the bank, there were trees, orchards on both sides. He said, and then the fresh water met the sea and yeah. turned the sea to fresh water, and everything began to live. That is a testament of what God wants to do in our life when we begin to pray and to fast and understand the power of prayer and fasting and how it gives us access to break into new levels. Every time the levels. man walked out, when he, when he represents that measuring of those 1,750 feet, that three-fourths of a mile, when he measured that out for them, it was an opportunity to say, how much further am I going to go with God? How much further am I going to go with God? How much further am I going to go with God? And the sad reality is some folks won't do nothing but get a trinkle. Mm. Some folks won't do anything but get it to their ankles. Some folks may even go up to their knees. Some people may actually get to their waist. As for me and my house, we're going to swim in this thing. We're going to swim in this We're going to swim and in I'll this. I'll tell you why this is so important because what people do is that they'll get the trinkle and they'll get satisfied. Yeah. Yeah. Or they listen what because I, it was dry first. Because it was dry, and at now first. it's at your knees. You can't believe it. You 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 settle at, when when you ought to be going to swim in. You're just standing there with, with it at your knees. And many of you, you're standing when you're supposed to be swimming. My God, many of you are dry. Ooh. You no really you standing. You standing when, when you, you ought supposed, to be swimming. You ought to be swimming. Somebody type in the comment section. I'm a swimmer. I'm a swimmer. I don't care if you can't swim in the natural. You ought to be able to swim in the spirit. Say, I'm, I'm a, a swimmer. swimmer. I am a swimmer. I'm a swimmer. Praise God. I'm a swimmer. <laughs> I am a swimmer. Listen, I'm just curious before we get to this declaration. I love to hear in the comments. How is this resonating with you? Is this scripture speaking to you? Can you hear the Holy Spirit speaking to you about this right here? Man, babe, listen, this translation that you pulled, that wasn't the translation I had. But baby, this translation is on fire yeah, right when I, here. When I, when, I, when I was going through this week and reading everything, I, I looked this up probably in five or six different translations. The King James translation is fine. To me, it doesn't give it the, the no. The it doesn't give it this. It, it doesn't, doesn't give, give it, it the illustration. No, it doesn't. The give voice it translation makes that thing pop on the page. I saw a movie in my mind when I read that scripture out of that translation. I was like, "This is what we're talking about when we when we say that that prayer and fasting will allow you to break through the new levels." He broke through the new levels. He broke through to new levels. This is your breakthrough season. Yes. This is your breakthrough yes. season. Yes. And understand, listen. If you just get this one point. If you just get this one point, this one point will change your life. Absolutely. This scripture, it represents the spirit of God and it's increase in levels. But let me tell you something, guys. And that's another reason we need to fast. Yes. Because because we live in this world. 
we can be good people who just get so caught up in life and we're not making space for God. I'm not saying that we, I'm not saying we cursing folks out. I'm saying that literally we aren't saying, give me more, Mm. give me more, give me more. And the Holy Spirit always will fill us to the level of our hunger. Mm. And the reason that people have don't have new encounters with God is because you said when they came to God, it was so dry. It was so dry. It was so dry that it, 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 when you came to God, you were so broken that now you're okay with managing pain. Mm-hmm. When you came to God, you 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 were so depressed that now you okay with only being depressed two days a week. When you came to God, you were so broke that you just glad to be able to pay some of your bills and only go insufficient in your account one time. You were Mm. so jacked up that all you wanted was one good friend. And so now you holding on to that one good friend, even though you scared to minister to them. Let me tell you something. God wants to bring you out of the trickle. Nobody is supposed to stay in the trickle. Mm -hmm. Nobody is supposed to stay at the ankle level. Nobody is supposed to stay knee deep. We swimming. We swimming. We We are supposed to be swimming in this thing (laughs) where our feet don't touch the ground. Why? Because our feet are planted in Mm -hmm. him. Mm -hmm. Amen. Make this declaration. Say, I declare that 2021. I declare that 2021 will be the year. Will be the year. Where dead things in my life. Where dead things in my life. Come to life. Come to life. And that I experience. And that I experience. Supernatural fruitfulness. Supernatural fruitfulness. Every single month. In every single month. Every single month, I declare it in Jesus' in name. In Jesus' name, Amen. That was good. <laughs> Listen, you prayer like you- and fasting will cause you to break through the new level. It will cause you to break through to new levels. See, when listen, when when um, what's his name, um. Israel, when he wrote that song, Another Level, he wasn't just making up some good words. Right. This is Ezekiel 47 that he's talking about. There is another level. You have not tapped out with God. You don't know everything there is and, to know we're about trying him. To tap, we're trying to teach you how to tap into that next level. That just next singing level. next level won't get you the next yes. level. But 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 singing can, can open you up to learning how to get to that next level. And that's what we're talking about today. Yes. So let's talk about point number two. There's no way we're going to get to all eight of these. We four not. max and then we're we gonna stop and we'll come back we next come week because if i get as happy as i just got i don't know what we're gonna do because i almost couldn't contain myself hearing you read that i had read it but hearing you read it is just different when you well, when it's coming in your ear i had read it but it was just, <laughs> it just it, but see that's the point guys you need to understand the word is a lie yeah when you're reading the word if you're bored you're doing it wrong yeah it's a lie yeah. and even though w- when you read configured this and and last night I read this scripture but it was more alive this morning mm. because it's like wow we can go deeper in this it thing started right here that picture. Yeah, yeah that picture yeah, started getting yeah. real real all yes. right number two number two point number two what's the benefits of fasting prayer and fasting causes the destruction of yokes and it causes burdens to be removed from your life it takes burdens and yokes and it takes them away and it destroys them. This includes generational curses. It includes spells and enchantments. It includes addictions, what we talked about earlier, and all forms of oppression from the devil. Poverty is an oppression. Depression is, is an oppression. Uh, 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 everything that the enemy wants us to experience, he's trying to oppress us. He's trying to get us to give in, to cave in and quit. And prayer and fasting will cause the, the destruction of those yokes and, and the removal of those bondages and burdens in our life. Isaiah 58 
and six says it like this. Is not this the fast that I have chosen to loosen the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens and to let the oppressed go free and that you break every yoke? How are, you know, we, we talk about about yokes. They put yokes around animals to, to contain them. The enemy wants to put a yoke around us to contain us. But if we're contained, we can't swim. Yes. And we just read that we're swimmers. And so the Bible tells us that prayer and fasting allows us to come from under all of the bondage, all the burdens, and to break every yoke that the enemy has entangled us with. Even the yokes that we walked into ourselves. Yes. Even the yokes that, that, that we got into because we were born into these generational curses. He says, I don't care about the curse. I don't care about the spell. I don't care about the enchantments. I don't care whether somebody tried to put voodoo or hoodoo on you. What I care about is that you come to me, get planted beside this river we was just talking about, and then you're going to start to flourish because all birds are going to be removed. I want to jump in and say something right there because I think that when we talk about spells and enchantments that Americans don't always believe in spells and enchantments and I want to give you something that may make sense to you. The Bible tells us that the God of this world, he has the power to blind people in this world. He uses with the he uses it by operating in the airways, right? Well, I don't know if any of you are familiar with Greek mythology, but in Greek mythology there is something called the sirens. And what the sirens mm. do is that they use enchanting melodies in order to pull people away into destruction. Now, we don't necessarily believe in spells in America because we don't necessarily believe that somebody's over there saying whatever they're saying, whatever. But understand that there are things that the enemy has used because, see, God uses people, but the enemy uses people, too. See, there are even some people in your life who have you under a spell. Why? Because they're pulling you away from your destiny and they may be good people. They may have been friends for all of your all of your all of your life, but they're they're operating against your destiny. When you tell them what God said, when you tell them how you want to live for God, I'm going to give you an example. I'm going to have a real conversation with you. Let's say you that you had a boyfriend and you and your boyfriend were having sex and then you rededicated your life to the Lord. And now you decide you don't want to live that way. And then your boyfriend or your girlfriend keeps pulling you in and trying to say, well, we already did it before or you know what we're going to get married one day understand that those are the kind of spells and the kind of enchantments with enchanting songs and singing voices see understand that these things it's not necessarily somebody over here in the corner sticking a voodoo doll in you it's the of a pen and a voodoo doll that looks like you it is literally us being drawn away stop laughing at me <laughs> by the lust of our flesh and then the song becomes enchanting so for example there may be some there may be a company that you wanted to work for and they've been courting you but the lord told you no and think about that babe you've had that happen in your life before where there was a job yeah. a job that you really really wanted and the song was enchanting and the music was good and the benefits was good but the holy spirit said don't touch it so when we're talking about how prayer and fasting will cause the yokes of break the destruction of yokes and burdens we're not just talking about what someone else may have done to you. Really what we're talking about that has the power to keep us bound is the things that we keep being enchanted by because hear me, even though God told us no, even though he told you no, you keep going back to it, dancing with it. God has already told you that woman is not your wife. God has already told you that man is not your husband. But you like, well, I just want to be with somebody right now. You know, maybe they could be better. Maybe, you know what? I, I've been by myself so long. 
That's an enchanting song. That's an enchanting, that's a spell that you're under. And for everybody, it ain't men and women. It's that food when it's calling you, you laying in bed and then potato chips calling you. They calling you every single night. And you you said it, for some of us, it's chasing the dollar. You know, there are many opportunities that I've had where I could have moved and done something different that I, at least it looked like it would have profited me a lot financially, but I live by the principle that God says, no, I say no. Somebody ought to take that. I live by the principle. If God says no, then I say no. If God says no. You cannot be enchanted when you live by that principle. You cannot be put under a spell. You cannot be led away. If God says no, I say no. The only way you get enchanted and you get caught up is because the Bible says that you really only get drawn away by the lust of your own flesh, meaning whatever is in you, whatever you're desiring. If you desire it so much more than God, it will enchant you. It will cause a spell to come over you. It will encapsulate you. It will draw you into it. No siren, and a siren doesn't have to just be Greek mythology. A siren can be the promise of a better job. The siren can be the promise of a mate. A siren can be the promise of this, the promise of that. I won't be drawn away because whatever God says is what I repeat. If God says yes, I say yes. If God says no, I say no. Why? Because I realize and I understand that I am never defeated because of the power of the enemy. I am only defeated because of the smallness of my power. If, 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 if I, if I, if I, if I operate in my own ability, I am limited. The enemy is stronger than I am in my limited ability. But when I operate in God, when I, when I, when I am, when I am living after uh, the, the God whose image I am made in, I am never ever defeated because of the enemy's power. I am only ever defeated because of the smallness of my own power. That's really And we have to remember that. That's really good. But you, I mean, you just dropping heat this morning. But one of the things that you said right here, boom, just dropping heat. (laughs) One of the things that you said that's so good is that this, how do I break every spell and enchantment in my life? Every, how do I break every curse, every spell, every enchantment, every addiction and every oppression? Obedience. 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 If God says yes, I say yes. If God says yes. If God says no, I say say no. no. So basically, I have to grow myself up to say, I don't want nothing God don't want me to have. I have to want God more than I want anything else. I have to want God more than I want anything else. Mm -hmm. And some of you just need to be honest and say in this fast, that's what I need to happen for me. I got to shift to a point. I got to go to a level where I want. See, understand that the guy who was swimming. The guy who was swimming, he had decided that he wanted God more than anything mm-hmm. else. That's why he was willing to step out in the deep. That's why he kept time. walking. That's mm-hmm. why he kept walking. Every time the measuring line went out, he kept mm-hmm. going. He kept going. And the question is, every time God does the measuring line, will you keep going? Mm-hmm. Every time God says, I want you to come out from underneath. I want you to leave this alone. I don't want you to do that anymore. I want you to do this. I want you to go here. Every time God gives us an instruction, that's what that scripture was saying. That come is the on, measuring babe. line. Come on. That is the measuring line. Every instruction God gives us is another 1,750 feet. How deep are you going to go? How deep are you willing to go? Are you going to stop when it hits your ankles? Are you going to stop when it hits your knees? Are you going to stop when it hits your waist? Are you going to swim in this thing? Are you going to swim in this thing until you realize that I'm in a river, but the river I'm in is so powerful, it hits an ocean. It hits a problem that's massive, but it changes the problem. I ain't getting out of the water. I'm not getting out of the water. And you you have to live your life that way in order for what we're teaching to actually ever show up in your life. 
Bay, you teaching today. <laughs> Y'all, Bay Bay breakfast this morning. He don't usually eat breakfast. <laughs> breakfast is the meal of champions. I did you better tell your morning. pastor to eat breakfast every morning, every Sunday morning. I listen, who's breakfast. having a breakthrough right here? Because listen, listen, I don't know what else we go get to, but I'm telling you right here, when you talk about here, understand. Yes, give me another 1,750 give me another se- feet. No, I want you to slow down, though. I want you to come back to this point. Because I think that what we could make that is that our tendency just to be religious, to be like, God, take me deeper. We think that's another praise and woo woo. But you're saying, no, that measure of whether we're going deeper is what we obey at the next level. When you read the Old Testament, it's an archetype of what we get to see in the New Testament and what plays out in our life. So in the Old Testament, in Ezekiel, he's a, he's a prophet who's having these visions, right? And in this vision, he's telling him this is this is what's happening. He's using these illustrations that people would understand. They knew what a measuring. They why you looking at me like that? Because you teach him, <laughs> man. They knew what a measuring line was. He took them every seventeen hundred and fifty feet. If you study that scripture and think about it in context of what does this mean for me? That's well, we're not going seventeen hundred and fifty feet, but what we are doing is measuring what's the next thing God wants us to do. What's the next thing God wants me to give up? What's the next thing God wants me to pick up? What's the next thing God wants me to say? What's the next thing God wants me to stop saying? And every time we obey God, that's another seventeen hundred and fifty feet in the archetype that we see in Ezekiel. And so because we see it in Ezekiel, we understand that what he's going to do is the same thing he did in that vision. He's going to see how far we're willing to go. And once he sees how far we're willing to go, when we go far enough with him, even if we get in some situation that we think we can't swim in anymore, he's right there to take us back to the bank. Hold on, he's, just he's, he's right. Hold there. on, Chris, he's right there to take I'm bringing you in the stream, Chris. <laughs> unmute, girl. You got to unmute. Oh Chris. man, teach, teach, teacher, teach. Listen, Dumb. boy. <laughs> Who needs to eat breakfast? <laughs> don't you come back to on a Sunday morning and don't eat breakfast again. Y'all yes. Chris, what do you think as you hear that? It just changes my perspective. It gives me clarity on what I've been singing, what I've been expecting. My depth is my obedience. The more deep I, I mean, my depth determines how I obey. Are you kidding me? I'm leveling up. That's all I'm thinking. I'm leveling up. I want to go deeper. It's not scary to go deeper. Some of you might be scared of water, but with the Lord, you don't have to be scared. Don't think about it that you're going to drown. Okay, you are coming. He's right there. He's going to catch you. He's never going to let you drown. No matter how far he takes you, if you ever feel like you're drowning, he's right there to grab you back. I think what's so beautiful about what you said, I I don't even think you realize the level of anointing and breakthrough on what you just said is that because you took something that we really would have tried to make deep and spiritual. Now we go praise a little harder. We go run a little further. And you said, no, no, no. Let me make this simple for you. Mm. Just obey more. Just obey. And then the other thing that I thought was so beautiful in what you said that I think we don't always make the exchange for is that when God is asking us to give up something, it's to lighten the load for the next journey. Mm -hmm. And then that takes me to Hebrews 12 where he says, hey, cast aside every weight and sin. And many of us, we're not does so easily that does so easily do what beset us get us off course Mm -hmm. get us off course that does so easily get off course and so many of us we're like well i don't really see in that much and as nietzsche has told us that if we say in that we probably lying we're deceiving ourselves about how much we actually obey god but the weight 
is the things we keep holding on to that the old church would say it's permissible, mm -hmm. but it ain't what God wants for it's you. It's not expedient. It's mm -hmm. not expedient mm -hmm. to you, right? Anyway, Chris, I could see you shaking your head, and I just wanted to bring you in because I was like, listen, you were preaching. Amen. You were preaching, <laughs> babe. So listen, over the course of these next 14 days, we want you to allow God to, to, to lengthen your measuring line. We want we won't do this fast. We want you to tell God whatever it is that he wants you to give up or pick up. You're willing to do it. Whatever he says yes to, you're going to say yes to. And whatever he says no to, you're going to say no to. How many of you could see, though, that there are places that you've been stuck, though? Because you won't take that next step of obedience. Yeah. And I think that people don't understand this because you could be talking to God about a new job. And God, and, and we've seen this happen. We're trying to talk to God about one thing and God is talking about something else. Mm -hmm. And we think we don't understand how the something else has anything to do with the thing that we're asking God for. So we think God isn't listening and we decide to go out and make it happen for ourselves. Mm -hmm. But we've seen time and time again that the, it, because the Bible says it's the small foxes that spoil the vine. Mm -hmm. And there'll be these things in your life that God is speaking to you about and you're asking God to take you further more to cause you to walk in a different level. Mm -hmm. But because you won't simply obey and some of you literally you could crush struggle today you hear me you could crush struggle today if you would just purpose in your heart that you will obey no matter what mm -hmm. you could crush it today all of these things that's been plaguing you all of these cycles all of these dry spells all of these going up and going back you could break it today if you could just say I'm going to obey. I see people saying in this next 14 days, I'm going to another level. In the next 14 days, I'm going to a new level. Now, let me tell you what that means. In the next 14 days, that means God's going to invite you to do something in obedience and you're going to have to decide whether you're going to do it or not. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. You're going to have to decide, is it worth enough to you to know more about God, to encounter him in a different way? Are you willing to do it? So, so in other words, and, and this is not to be deep, but in other words, your orthopraxy, needs to match your orthodoxy. You believe God is all of these no, things. No one knows what those you, words you believe, mean. Yes, you believe God is all of these things, right? You, 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 you believe God is, God. You believe, you believe in the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. You believe all this stuff we're teaching is going to happen, right? But now your orthopraxy has to match up. Your behavior, the things that you do, your orthopraxy, you have to make sure that you're not just saying these things about God, but that they're being demonstrated by your life. Because if you don't, it's going to frustrate you. And I promise you, I preach that to people all the time because people will come. They will hear a great message. They'll hear a great word. They'll get excited. But if you don't put into practice the behaviors that match up with what you believe, you will be frustrated. Now, I know we've talked about this, but just because you a teacher, back up. First, explain to people, because many people may not know that they have an orthodoxy to begin they with do. or an orthoproxy. So just explain orthodoxy and then take them into orthoproxy. We don't, we don't, we don't have time for all that. We're we going to do. We're just going to stop. No, we're going to no, stop no, right no, here. No, we, no but we'll, you got we'll, we'll people come. in the comments saying <laughs> we'll, you, you can't It's a do. great teaching moment. It's a great teaching moment for you. It's a great learning lesson. Go look up orthodoxy. Go look up orthopraxy. You uh, uh, and, and there's another one, uh, and, and we'll come to it next week. But listen, just just understand that you have 
a, 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 a responsibility to live out what you say. If you don't live out what you say, you frustrate yourself because you keep saying these things about God, but you don't live them out. And as a result, you don't see the things of God. So I need people to make sure that your orthopraxy is matching up with your orthodoxy. And if you don't know what that is, I may do. Uh, we, we may talk about it on, on, on strategies for success tomorrow. But let's let's at least get to number four. Let's do number three and number four. Come okay. on. <laughs> Prayer and fasting. Number three. Prayer and fasting gives us access to a speedy restoration of health and vitality. Mm -hmm. There is something supernatural about fasting. Yes. That will break the back of sickness. Absolutely. And even medical professionals know it. Mm -hmm. That is why medical professionals, we're seeing so many experts, health coaches coming back and talking about intimate fasting, talking about understanding that the body is designed to heal itself. Mm -hmm. Now imagine the body's designed to heal itself, right? So now when I add the power of not just fasting for the purpose of losing weight, mm -hmm. but fasting for the purpose of connecting with God. Yes. And I add prayer to it. It's going to produce the speedy restoration of health and vitality. In fact, I hear this by the Holy Spirit. Someone, as you will listen to God as he gives you specific instructions, because your instructions about eating go further than what we Come said. On. Come on. And if you will eat the way God tells you to eat, I hear this, your eczema will clear up. Ooh. Your eczema will clear up. And in fact, if you will make it a practice to eat that way, the spots will even disappear because fasting and prayer will cause your health to spring forth suddenly. suddenly. It will spring forth. It will burst out of gates. You'll go to sleep one way and wake up another way <laughs> and wake up another way. So if you have been struggling with eczema, you need to get before the Lord and find out how the Lord wants you to eat and you need to begin to pray and you need to begin to speak to your body. I am bringing my body in subjection mm, mm, and I am commanding mm, my health to mm, spring mm. forth suddenly. Mm -hmm. When we engage in prayer and fasting, the resistance that the enemy Ooh. has tried to put on our lives is broken. Why? Because we went to another level. That's why Isaiah 50 this is we break those bands. We break them. The, 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 the yoke is destroyed. Burdens are removed. And I want you to hear this because what happens for a lot of people is that you read this and then now what you thought I what you heard me say is that if you pray and fast, you can now ask God to heal you. No, no, no. That's mm. not what I told Come you. On. I told you that if you pray and fast, you can command your own health to spring forth suddenly because God has already healed you. See, that's 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 the revelation, the light coming on to understand we already been given that power. We we on the inside of us, we possess the power to speak healing over ourselves and others. And when we pray and we fast, what it does is open us up even greater to that revelation. So now we can walk in it with more confidence, which shows up as more power. But it's not more power. It's the power that we already have. Dexter K. Lee said to, that his wife said that's a confirmation of what the Lord spoke to her. Amen. Listen, I'm telling Amen. you, there are going to be people. You have had chronic illnesses. You have had recurring allergies. I hear a word for allergies and your allergies are not based on what's happening outside. Your allergies are based on the junk that's on the inside mm -hmm. of you. And the Lord is going to begin to speak to you and show you the way that you should go. And there is going to be some healing that is going to spring forth 
Suddenly, mm -hmm. I see allergies being broken off of your life. In fact, what I see is food allergies as, as you begin to clean your diet and eat the way mm -hmm. God is telling you to eat and pray. Mm -hmm. Because some of you have been eating that way, but you haven't been praying. You've just been eating that way and you've been resistant because you had to eat that way. But if you'll combine prayer and fasting with that, I specifically see something. Somebody's allergic to grass. If you will obey God, you are going to see that allergy be broken off of your life. Mm -hmm. So man, this is so good. And then it says your light shall break forth as morning. You know what it's like when you land in your room and the light from morning comes in. It just floods your whole room. Listen, in this season, you need to be going after the light of God to flood your whole life. Not a corner, yes. not a crevice, not a spot that's still operating in darkness. When we engage in prayer and fasting, the resistance is broken. And I want to tell you this about prayer. I mean, listen, if you missed healing, I talked about healing last mm -hmm. night. We had 16 people who had testimonies. We had one young man um, who gave his life back to the Lord, 16-year-old riding in the car with his mother heard the testimony about Jesus. I said, mean, I'm Jordan giving my life said, back, giving my life to, back to God. And then we had three people get filled with the Holy Spirit. One person who began to pray in tongues immediately. So we know that there is something supernatural that is happening. Mm -hmm. But I got to tell you this. We are anointed to walk in healing. Amen. And one of the mistakes that people make with regard to healing is that because you don't believe God gave you healing, you ask God for healing. Mm. But if you pay attention to how Jesus prayed for healing, Jesus never asked the father to heal anybody because he acknowledged that the healing anointing was on him through the Holy Spirit. It's a very big difference between saying, God, will you please stop my head from hurting and saying, head, you are under the authority of the healing power of God. And I command you to line up. And many of us are not seeing breakthrough in the area of health and, and healing because we are still asking God for a key that he has given us. So when we talk about decreeing and demanding over our body, we are not talking to God. We are commanding that our body honor and respond to what God already did in Jesus. It's a very different prayer strategy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you go get number four. All right. No, number number four. Number Baby four. wrapping us up. He got that administrator <laughs> wrapping us on up. You're the one went off on number one, though. Uh, you're right. You're well, right. <laughs> number four, prayer and fasting gives us access. There's this word again to new levels. But this time we're talking about sanctification. Oh, that's new levels. Of sanctification. Yeah. <laughs> now on, listen, Koji. listen. You now, now it's it's, Im on, it's important to understand when you're talking about sanctification. You know, the Bible talks about the fact that that, that God will sanctify you uh, holy, uh, but then you have to practice sanctifying yourself holy. W h o l l y in, in doing the things necessary to walk out the belief that you say you're believing in, right? And so the Bible says it like this in Romans chapter eight, verse 13. It says, for if ye, for if ye live after the flesh, it says you shall die. But if you through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, then you shall live. In other words, it says, if you want to go after the, if you want to go after this flesh nature, the only reward you're going to have is death in some shape, form or fashion. But if you live after the spirit and you do mortify the deeds of the flesh, then you are going to end up living this life. And you said it like this. God wants us to live, not to exist. Yes. God wants us to live and not exist. 
fasting crucifies our flesh, allowing our spirit man to emerge and to be the leader of our life. Some people are not being led by their spirit. They're being led by their flesh. And depending on the day is which one is leading. But what we want to get to that we are mature in Christ, that we go from this level of sometimes being led by my flesh to other times being led by the spirit to always being led by the spirit. We want to get to that new level. It also says that righteousness comes first before glory. And until righteousness is in place, glory cannot be revealed. Righteousness has to be in place first. Now, we have been made the righteousness of God. Teach us. But until we get into the revelation of what that means and who that is for us, we don't get to see the glory of God appear in our life. Why? Because we're being led by our by our flesh nature as opposed to our spiritual nature. It's about maturity. Again, pastor, how do I get to be led then by my spirit? By practicing obedience. And when we talk about practicing obedience, you know, most people will tell you that in order to become an expert, in anything, it requires about 10,000 hours of practice at a minimum, at a minimum, and not just 10,000 hours of practice, 10,000 hours of the right practice. So, because you can practice the wrong thing for 10,000 hours and not become an expert, but you need 10,000 hours minimum to become an expert uh, in a particular thing. So, if I want to become an expert in my obedience, guess what I'm gonna have to do? I gotta practice at a minimum of 10,000 hours of obeying God. When I do that, I become an expert in that area. And then the righteousness that I've been made into gets solidified into my mind. It comes out of my mouth, out of my heart, and it gets incorporated into my team. And when that happens, then I get to see the glory associated with that righteousness perpetuated and lived in my life. Now, I didn't grow up Kojic, but I did grow up Baptist. And so what <laughs> I heard you say is that if you are a believer, you ought to live like something. You ought to live like now, something. Now, that's the way they said in my church is that you ought to live like something. Yes, your orthopraxy and your orthopraxis. You ought, ought to, to match with it, your orthodoxy. If I'm a born-again believer, people should be able to tell it in how I respond that's right. in life. It's yep. what I heard you say. That's what so I said. So I heard you say that this level of fasting is going to bring some new levels of sanctification to some people's um. Facebook. <laughs> yeah, that's how they said it, Tonya. Obedience. No, obedience. <laughs> right. No, no, no. No. It's um, it's gonna um it's, that's how they said it. So I see I see you I see that your um your Facebook live stream is about to get sanctified. Because if you get <laughs> sanctified, your stream is gonna get sanctified, right? That's what it said. I, I see that you that 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 your text messages and your inboxes, they about to start looking a little different too. Oh, because why you've decided to live like something. I I think I see you moving into a space where you're not gonna have to worry about what would happen if somebody put you on blast mm -hmm. that because you sing on the praise team, but if somebody sent what's going on at two o'clock in the morning, you wouldn't be shamed for other people to read it. I see some wholeness <laughs> coming to your level. Amen. What I see is you stop becoming three people and you and you start merging in to one person a person who lives sanctified and holy because sanctification and holiness does not just belong to the culture church and it has nothing to do with with your dress or not wearing makeup i, I have to say that every time holiness ain't because your dress is long and you got a doily on your head and, and you ain't got no makeup on and you look like you've been beat up that ain't holiness holiness That's is about what's horrible. on the inside of you and it's about you living like something as you say sanctified so believe 
believers ought not say everything. They ought not say everything. And believers ought not do everything. They ought not do everything. And so when believers find out that God is against something, what should believers do? Agree with God and agree, be against agree it Agree with God. In right. their, not just in their orthodoxy, but, but in also their, in their orthopraxy. <laughs> so not just, well, I know what God said about fornication, but I'm going to do it anyway. Well, you know, and that's really important, too, because when you start to think about it, you know, Jesus was having this discussion with the Sadducees and the Pharisees. He praised the Sadducees and the Pharisees for their orthodoxy. He said to them, you know, scripture. He says, you, you, you understand the law. You can teach it. You understand everything about it. He said, your, your, your orthodoxy is impeccable. He said, but the thing I charge you with, the thing I lay at your feet is that you don't have good orthopraxy. He says, you don't take care of the widows and children. You don't take care of those who are in need. You're not nice. You're not kind. You don't show love. He said, and so the reality of it is, is that, yeah, you got great orthodoxy, but your orthopraxy is, is poor. And the truth of the matter is, that is what's wrong with the church, if you really want to talk about it. The church as a whole has this great orthodoxy, right? We can tell people about fasting, about praying, about speaking in tongues, about giving, about doing all these things. But then when people who don't even know God are out there in the street and their orthopraxy matches more with Christian principles than the orthopraxy of the people in the church, that's why people say, why do I need church? You know, people talk about people who are gay and lesbian and transgender and all that stuff. And, 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 and the Bible is clear on, 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 on what the belief is for that. But when you look at those people's lives, their orthopraxy a lot of times is better than the orthopraxy of the people in the church. And so how are you going to convince them to come and be in the church when their orthopraxy is better than your orthopraxy? It ought to be both. We ought to have good orthodoxy and we ought to have good orthopraxy. Now, that's just the truth. Now that was that was free. That wasn't in the notes. <laughs> All right. So I'm gonna just wrap up and say that my new level of sanctification should cause me to stop being a person who loved Christ but cuss a little. I just, I mean, I just because <laughs> that ain't good orthopraxy. Because that ain't good orthopraxy. <laughs> it's not. Uh, I I don't know what else to say. Listen, y'all. Do you want to accept Jesus as your personal savior? I ain't gonna eat breakfast next week. Do you want to? Do you want to accept Jesus as your personal savior? And, and I don't know, but some of you, you may even say, I just want to rededicate my life after this message right here. Because the truth of it is, is that while I may be saved and on my way to heaven, I don't have no kind of sanctification in my life. I mm. live just like the heathen do. I don't practice none of the principles I, I say I believe in. I get mad. I cuss you out. Mm -hmm. I'm not generous. I'm not kind. I get anxious. I smoke some weed. I don't. I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying. I'm saying. That's what people say. Don't get it twisted. I don't. <laughs> I mess with other people's husband. That's for somebody right there now. That one right there. I mess with other people's husband. Mm, I'm married. I mess with other. I, I met. I step out. Ooh, Lord. <laughs> Ooh, it's getting hot in here. Come on home. Right. Come on home. So you want to give your life Come to the Lord home. Jesus Christ? You want to be filled with the Holy Ghost? Because listen, let me tell you something. Everything we're talking about, man, you can't stay in sanctification without the Holy Spirit. Amen. You need that voice turned up on the inside going, ah, ah, don't do it. <laughs> ah, 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 ah. See, the problem is, is that some of y'all volume is down. So you can't hear the ah, ah. You can't hear the ah, ah until you already in trouble. 
you got to be like, what was that show? Um, Danger, Mr. Rogers. It's years ago. It's a, you don't know it. You're, you probably didn't watch this show. <laughs> like, it's what? Is that in show. black and white? It was in oh black my God. and white. It's a show. I don't know the name of it, but anyway, it was just look, it was an alien show. That just what? sounded old. <laughs> it was old. old. It was old, right. But some of you, you so turned your volume down because your flesh talks so loud that you don't hear at, at until he done already broke your heart. You don't hear at, at till mm. you done already invested in the mm. bad situation. You don't hear at, at till mm. the friend has already betrayed you. Mm. You need to tune your ears. Lost in space. Somebody else know that. See, somebody live with some older <laughs> people who had to watch. Lost in space. You need to be able to hear. You need to be Danger Will Robinson. Yes, I said Mr. <laughs> Rod, but Danger Will Robinson. Some other people saw this show, right? Wow, oh, whatever. <laughs> but you need to be able to hear the Holy Spirit tell you. The Bible says he's going to go behind you and tell you. He's going to walk behind you as your rear guard looking in front of you, telling you which way to go. I so love when it. you I hear him it. say to you, no, that's not the person. That's not your friend. That's not your job. Some of you even have been frustrated with finances because God told you to do a specific thing and you mm. didn't do it because it didn't make sense. Mm. So you want to accept Jesus. You want to rededicate your life. Um, you want to be filled with the Holy mm -hmm. Spirit or you want to be a partner of FOC. This is a dope church. And it's so funny. Somebody, I saw somebody on Facebook the other day and they were saying, you can't be a member of more than one church. I want y'all to show me in scripture where it says you can't be a member of more than one church since we all one body. And the truth of it is, that's why we have so much division is because we really do think that we first all, of all one individual body. And first of all, pastors don't own people. People have the right to fellowship and go wherever they want to. And if you're pastoring a group of people and you afraid that those people are going to go somewhere else and leave you. Here's what I always say. Fat sheep can't get out the fence. If you feed the people you're called to and they're fed, they ain't looking to go nowhere. But if you ain't giving the people nothing that they can live their life on and they can get their life better and they can see themselves growing, then they're going to get skinny and skip through the fence. And they ought to and go eat somewhere where they can get fat. So the truth of the matter is you can be a member of 50 churches if you want to. But whatever you do, get somewhere where someone can implant something into your life. I listen to all kinds of churches throughout the week. I, I, I'm certainly a member of, of New Life in Houston with Bishop Ivy, with, with Apostle Ivy Hilliard and Victory Christian Ministries in Maryland, D.C. with mom and dad. I listen to them every single week and Pastor Dollar every single week. And so if, if, if you can be a member of, of your church and FOC and I can be a member there, if we're all growing and becoming, then it's, then it, then it's all right. Well, I actually go to a whole church in Lagos, Nigeria every single day, yep. every single day. And I'm a giver as well every single day because that church has something that I want on my life. And I just think we got to grow up with this foolishness. But I love what Pastor Edwin said. The truth of it is, is that if you're well nourished, you want to stay where you are. And the, and the truth of it is, is that if people ever start leaving you because they don't feel like they're getting nourished, you don't have to get offended. You can just level up. Or, or bless them and let them go. I mean, either way, I level mean, up. you know, level up. All right. So it's time to give something supernatural happens when we give. Man, listen, don't forget the scholarship fund. Listen, we're going to do even greater hey, things. I got great news. Listen, we had a business owner from the Midwest who contacted me and he said, hey, listen, I've seen what you guys have done. He said, I want my business to start giving five hundred dollars a month 
to the scholarship fund. He said, would that be okay? Would that be okay? Absolutely. And he sent this first check the other day and he said, he sent me the email that he had sent to his secretary and his finance people saying every month on the 15th of the month, issue a check to these people. And I mean, listen, $500 a month. What is that? Uh, what is that? A six thousand dollars in the course of a year? That's that's over half a scholarship. And he's never been to the church. Um, he doesn't even watch church a lot. He's seen it a couple of times, but he's like, I see what you do on Facebook. I see what you guys are doing for kids. I want to be a part of that. Listen, here's what I don't get, Passion. Why is it that people in the world who are not necessarily even in the church understand the importance of giving? But it's almost like pulling teeth sometimes, not for our people, but for pulling teeth to get people in the body of Christ to understand that when you give, there's a blessing on it. Not, 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 not this whole idea of if you don't tithe, you're going to hell. Just the idea that, listen, giving out means you get more back. I mean, it's just a principle of God. You ask me why? Uh, you ask me why? <laughs> Did I'm you go to the notes to I'm find out why? I'm going to the notes to tell you why. Which one? My notes is out of order. Um, what are you it, looking for? The one is tossed. Oh, it was the rhetorical. The absence of knowledge is the reason for destruction, uh, yeah. and the absence of revelation is the reason for frustration. But listen, I just got stared up. I'm not going to let nobody who don't go to my church match me. I'm giving my business. We giving five hundred dollars a month too. All right, all right, all right. All right. I'm not going right. to let nobody who don't all go right. to FOC out do well. I'm, 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 I'm gonna need it on the 15th. <laughs> Don't you worry. What's today? I'm gonna get my first 500 to the scholarship fund today. All right, today. all right. Because right. ain't, ain't see, that's how you ought to be. You ought to be like, listen, nobody. If I have it in my hands to do, you're not. I'm not gonna let somebody who don't even go to my church outserve what my my church is trying to accomplish. So if we give it to the homeless, if we give if we give it meals, whatever it is. I want to be first in line. Make me the man. I'm in. Make me the man. I'm, I'm in. in. So that so so Sean Strickland Consulting. We are also five hundred dollar a month Praise partners God. with the scholarship. Amen. Fund. That's two Amen. That's two business partners. I believe for two more before the end of the month. Amen. 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 All right. So give something supernatural happens when you give. Listen, you know everything we need to do. Um, two. Um, me and Pastor Edwin go be together tomorrow. We've been thinking about start. So success. Yeah, yes. We, we've been thinking about starting a podcast because we have some things we would like to say to people that aren't necessarily <laughs> <laughs> that aren't necessarily just preaching, but some yeah. things that we would like. We want to say, say some podcast stuff. We want to say some podcast stuff to people because we feel like it's some it's it's some it's some common sense that's kind of really missing from people's lives, and 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 the truth of it is it's because a lot of people didn't have an old grandmama. Their grandmama became a grandmama too early, and so she didn't have necessarily have a lot of wisdom to give it, and it shows. And so we want to come <laughs> and be able to help people with some things that we could just say. So we're going to do a podcast this so year. So we're going to podcast it. We're, we're not going to keep delaying it and wait till November. We're going to do it. We're going to do, do a, a podcast. podcast. We're going to do our first podcast um, by February 14th. Ooh. No, see, because listen, you want to get some done? Oh, That's how you get it done. Oh, February 14th. We're going to do our first podcast by February 14th. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. You said we weren't going to delay it. Uh, yeah, I was thinking like sometime in the first quarter, like March, but okay. February's also in the first quarter, right? <laughs> it is. The 14th. We went to each other all the time. We just sit and talk. Oh, Lord. All right. Give, become a virtual partner, give your life to Jesus, all of those different Show things. Show up for prayer. Listen, prayer, prayer is off the chain. Listen, I listen, I have to repent. Because I was like, man, it's getting up at six o'clock in the morning. It's for Tell the birds. Yourself. Tell <laughs> on yourself. Tell I was like, this is for the yourself. birds, man. But I, you know what? But then I started seeing the people from 
uh, Pacific time and people from mountain time. I was like, now if they can get up at 5.30 or 4.30, surely I can get up at, at, at 6.30 for prayer. And so I hadn't missed one and I ain't going to miss one. I'm going to be there with a good attitude. Listen, and they get to praying so good. Uh, I be wanting to go back to sleep for a little bit uh, when they get through and I can't because they get me all stared up, but it makes me so productive because since I'm up, might as well do some work. So listen, come and join us at 6.30 in the morning right here. And I'm telling you, I don't know who's praying tomorrow, but whoever it is, it's going to be great. Chris has prayed, Chandra's prayed, uh, Tamika's prayed, Nitra uh, prayed, Ari prayed, St. Teresa prayed, and Passion prayed. Listen, the last seven days, they've been praying off the chain, and so they're going to repeat that. So y'all come and be a part of that, okay? Join us. Don't forget, every morning at 6.30, if you need to get the prayer initiatives, you want to read through them, because you do, because they don't pray all of them all the time. Uh, they they take a particular ones. You can simply go to the website, focchurch.com, uh, look, look, find the fasting link, and you can download all of those uh, prayer targets, because those prayer targets are not just for the for 21 days, they're, they're for, for 2021. The for 2021, for yes. all of 2021. So you want to get familiar with those. So, And I want to say this, and this is going to be the last thing, but I, I just feel led to clear this up because I saw somebody say um, something about getting what you need from church. And I think that this is really important. I believe that one of the biggest mistakes that we ever made was we created this idea of church hopping. Mm. And this idea of church hopping literally was used to keep people in bondage as though when people felt a need to move on to a church, to move on to a different place. And the reality of it is, is that everybody who leaves a church, they're not offended. Mm -hmm. Everybody who leaves a church, they don't dishonor the people that they started with. Right. They just feel God prompting them to something else. And I believe that this idea of church hopping really came because we weren't doing the mandate, which was winning souls. And we operated in a scarcity mentality that yep. made us think that we belong trying to hold we on to, to own few people. people. Yep. And so for those of you who have been held in bondage to this idea of church hopping, I want you to know it's not a biblical concept. It's not. It's not biblical. It's tradition. It's, it's tradition. And the Bible says it's tradition of men that makes God's word of no effect. No effect. It's, a tr it's tradition. Now, I want to say this. If you're leaving churches because you're always offended, you got a different issue. Right. But if you're staying at a church just because your mama and your grandmama went there, it is perfectly possible that a church could be perfect for your mama, but not perfect for you. Mm -hmm. And in this season, I don't believe because I do believe that there are voices that are called to speak to us, mm -hmm. which is why we don't even try to force each other to listen to the same people. Mm -hmm. You share some things, you know, I share some things that I'm learning, but we know that because of the <laughs> call on our lives, yep. right? Yep. Um, then we, that, that God calls us to different things. So many of you who've been held in bondage and because you felt the need to leave a place. And I'll say this, even if you feel the need to leave FOC, yeah. man, if you don't feel like this is your church home, go be in a place where you're going to and flourish. We ain't, got, we ain't got to fall out to do all that. We ain't got to fall out you to do that. You, and you can, you can simply, you can, either not say anything or you can say hey you know i'm going to be going to another church i just want to tell y'all thank y'all for what y'all done and i'm going to listen we're going to bless you and love on you we don't own people we don't own people. We don't own people. You know, but if you don't want to say bye, you don't have to. We still going to bless you. We still uh, going to bless you. Because we believe that you need to be in a place where you're happy, where you're growing, so that you can hear the voice of God, so that you can be successful. And if you go to a church where nobody can talk to you, if you leave, you're in a cult. 
It's not a church. Right, right. Because we one body. Because why are we excommunicating folks who left the church? Because they because didn't they go. Went, they didn't go. They didn't go to, to Satan worshipers. Right. They they went to new to, to Greater First Baptist down the street. Right. It's like okay. <laughs> we don't own people. We don't own people. We don't own people. And so if you're supposed to be a virtual partner and you've been struggling because I go to this church or I don't want to feel like I'm leaving my whatever, you need to obey God. And if we're part of your destiny, come on over here because you shouldn't have to sneak over here and not comment because you don't want nobody to see that you're going to church here, too. I love you. all Somebody yeah. asked about your cash app. So I'm going to put it up there. So oh. there's your cash app. Um, all right. Well, we love y'all. Y'all have a great week. Come to prayer. Let's let's break some prayer. Um, So we need some more people to get up. Um, we got a we had 120, 30 something people um, at the one point in I think the line. The, I think the, I think the highest number we've had for prayer uh, was one twenty nine. All right, let's so let's, let's let's see if we can get over one hundred and twenty nine. Let's see if we can get one hundred and thirty people Monday morning. Yeah, would y'all do that? Invite some people to prayer. Let's let's see if Monday morning we can have on all the platforms combined, and we'll know because we'll see it here if we can have one hundred and thirty people show up for prayer. One hundred and thirty. Right. I think we can do it. All right. We love you guys. Have an amazing week. God bless you. Be blessed. Sow your seeds. Become a virtual partner. Let us know if you want to get saved. Invite somebody to come to church this week. Like the page if you haven't. Share it if you haven't. And check in. Have an amazing day. Love you guys. Take care. Bye-bye.